Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jay Mack hanging with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Fun day in the National Football League, Week 13. And the next game that we're going to talk about came right down to the wire. The very end, well, they did get an onside kickoff, but uh, when... The uh, Baltimore Ravens could not convert a two-point conversion. It got the Pittsburgh Steelers a 2019 victory today. Here to talk about that game and the season that the Ravens are having right now is a guy who does it day in and day out on 105.7 The Fan down in Baltimore, WJZ. Former NFL executive Vinny Serrato joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Vin, man? Good, Jody. I tell you what, that was a hell of a game. You know, I mean, it was exciting. It was fun. And it was... AFC North football, what do you expect? It was and it wasn't, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, And I watched plenty of it because it was a late game and it was the game that was being broadcast here, so I got to watch every single snap. I was on the air, but I had it on the whole time. Um, Usually you think Baltimore-Pittsburgh, low scoring, hard hitting, tremendous defense. Was it that today? Was there tremendous defense being played, or was it mediocre offense by both teams? Well, I, I probably a little of both, Jody. I'd probably say mediocre offense a lot. But here, here's the thing about it is, is the week before, I mean, Pittsburgh got embarrassed by Cincinnati, you know, and everybody was calling them out. And, you know, are they tough? Are they physical? They were so bad, so bad against Cincinnati. Fundamentally, they, they were unbelievably poor defensively. You know, I mean, totally not. Pittsburgh-like. So that's the type of game that, you know, Mike Tomlin gets them back. And they went in pads, you know, on Wednesday to practice. And I I think for the Ravens, and I said this in our pregame show today, I said it was kind of a negative for the Ravens that, you know, that Pittsburgh lost like they did because everybody attacked them like they did. So my number one key of this game for the Ravens was to match the intensity of the Steelers. And one of my friends is, you know, one of the coaches for the Steelers, and he was with us at the Redskins, Danny Smith, special teams coach. He said, watch the opening kickoff. You can tell intensity. And you could tell, you know, right, right off the get-go. So, I mean, the Steelers were ready to play. And I think the Ravens were ready to play. But, uh, you know, I don't think – Something's lacking with Lamar right now, Jody. I mean, he's trying to force the ball so much, so much into Mark Andrews that I think it's hurting the offense. 
Yeah, nine targets today for Andrews, including that two-point conversion play. And we were on the air when it came down. Uh, My comment to Ack was, I got no problems for them going for two. Uh, They they wanted to get the game. They had moved it down the field. They had momentum on their side. I liked the aggressive decision. I got no problems trying to get to Andrews because he is right there with Kelsey and Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL. You got to call a better play. You got to get Lamar out of the pocket. You got to give him a run pass option on that if you're going to go for two. I thought it was a poor play choice. How about yourself? Well, he was open, you know, and they got pressured, and he didn't step and throw. I mean, fundamentally, it wasn't good by Lamar. I mean, it was like inches off, which was kind of, you know, kind of typical of the whole game. The thing that disappoints me, Jody, is as I've said all along, and I've watched them in OTAs, minicamp, everything. I think Rashard Bateman's their best receiver, and they don't even get him close to getting the ball, and they don't even get, you know, a lot of the other than Andrews. It seems like lately with Lamar struggling like he's been, all he does is throw the ball to Andrews, period. You know, and I think that's hurting the offense a lot. Well, I can't argue with that. Like I said, nine targets for him today, including the two-point conversion. Um, Yeah, their offense is struggling a little bit. Freeman's an okay back. He's nothing special, so Lamar feels the need to do it himself. Um, he, He did miss some time this year. Uh, you did get Hundley come in and actually play okay when he did go down. Uh, uh, it seems Lamar's maybe running a little bit less than he has in years gone by. Is that by design? Have they tried to cut back out, cut back on his number of runs, or has it just happened to play out that way uh, Jody, since he I came think back? The biggest problem is the offensive line. The offensive line is not good. He got sacked another seven times, you know, in this game. So I think that. That kills him, and I think he's totally frustrated, and you can see it. You know, it started with Miami with the blitzing, and we've seen more blitzing, you know, on the Ravens since the Miami game than ever before, and it's because everybody had success, and it's a copycat league. So if you're going to blitz and they have success, you better be able to, you better be able to pick it up, and they, they kind of have, but they really haven't. You know, they haven't really burned anybody, so I think that's, that's really difficult. And Lamar, he got to set his feet and throw the football. You know, that, that's one of the problems. And, you know, he's getting pressured so much that he has to move. He has to scramble. And I think he's really, really frustrated, it looks like to me. All right. So even though the Ravens get beat today, they're still in first place in that division. Pittsburgh gets back above 500. The Browns are at 500. The Bengals come back a notch after they get their tails kicked by the Chargers today, and they're at 7-5. and five. What's going to decide the AFC North? Well, they're all playing each other. And, and, Jody, look at the Ravens. I mean, they go to Cleveland next week, which, you know, I mean, Cleveland last week, they got out coached so poorly. You know, Jody, when have you ever seen, like, the number one rushing team in the offense, in offense you know, in the league? They say, you know what, we're going to throw it five out of seven times and we're going to throw the ball. We're not going to have it hand off to Chubb and Hunt. To me, they got – it was so stupid by Cleveland. It was, it was like a joke, you know. So I think Cleveland, this, this time around, I think they're going to run the football a lot more than they did last time because, you know, they put the, they put the ball – they put the ball <clears throat> into their quarterback's hand. And Baker Mayfield, he's not good enough to do that, you know, where Chubb and the run game is. And it showed in the game. 
Let me ask you about Baker Mayfield. We're talking to ex-NFL executive Vinny Tirado from 105.7 The Fan down in Baltimore. Um, I did see a couple of speculative columns that Baker Mayfield uh, might not even be playing for his job here, that maybe the uh, Browns have already decided, listen, we know there's nothing we can do. we got to ride with him this year. But starting next year, maybe we'll be looking in another direction. Maybe they would even think about drafting a quarterback in the first round this year. Has Baker Mayfield been that mediocre that the Browns are ready to look in another direction already? I think they're nervous, Jody. I think – you know who I think he is? I think he's – because when you're doing contracts, it's all about comparables. You know, who's he compared to? And until the agent and the team can come up with a comparable, you're not going to get a deal done. And I think the comparable probably would be Tannehill. Why? Because Tannehill he needs Henry. Tannehill needs receivers. Tannehill's not the guy. He's an assist guy. And I think that's what Baker is. You know, and against the Ravens, they tried to make him the guy last week, and he couldn't do it. He could not do it. You know, so if he wants more than what, like what Tannehill got, I think they move on. Well, that, that will be very interesting to see how it plays, plays out in Cleveland. All right, Pittsburgh found a way to win today. A uh, little bit of a uh, late play call mistake by the Ravens. Again, that's my opinion. Um, but they're hanging in. They're still uh, very much part of the race in this division, despite the fact that rumors were flying the last 48, 72 hours that Ben Roethlisberger has told people, yeah, this is probably going to be it. This will be my last uh, hurrah with the Steelers and uh, maybe in the National Football League that retirement is in the offing. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Steelers? Oh, I think it gives them, gives them a little boost. But I, from what I was told, Jody, that the players have known it for the whole year. You know, just it coming out, I think then, you know, maybe people kind of realized it. I don't think to the Steelers it's a big deal because I think they kind of anticipated it. But to everybody else, it's a big deal. And Ben, the first half, he struggled. I thought the second half he played pretty good football. And, and you know, that. He, he should have hit Deontay Johnson for a touchdown on the first one. I, I thought I thought Big Ben didn't play, you know, too poorly. I thought the Ravens the Ravens dominated. I mean, Jody, what what they have the ball six minutes the whole whole first half, you know, and you're only down seven three. You got to feel very fortunate at that time. Very, that's right, true. Uh, all right, let me look at uh, a couple of the other AFC teams. Big showdown tomorrow night, Monday Night Football between the Pats. And the Bills, the winner goes to the top of that division. If it's the Pats, they go with the best record in the AFC to the top of that division. Um, is Belichick that big a magic man that he can get a team who last year was uh, just flat out disappointing? I know. No, Brady didn't help, and, and Cam Newton was a poor fit up there. But a rookie QB and all those free agents that they brought in, uh, it usually takes time for guys to get uh, up to speed and uh, become a cohesive unit. He's done a phenomenal job coaching this team this year. It, it, do we just say all hail the bill, or is there uh, other reasons why and other people should be getting credit for the fact that the Patriots sit atop that division? I think Bill's done a good job. I mean, Robert Kraft for giving all the money, you know, to let them Very sign true. all those free agents. <laughs> you know, that's number one, you know. And Bill's done a good job. I mean, defensively, they did a phenomenal job. And Mac Jones, you know, I <clears throat> I think they've done a great job with the quarterback, you know, allowing him to do what he can do and playing off the defense. 
you know, Matt Judon's playing great for them. Um, it's going to be a fun game, you know, tomorrow night. And Buffalo can't afford to lose that one. Jody, at home, you know, in the snow kind of thing, that's one that Buffalo needs to win at home because if they go, you know, New England, you know, all of a sudden they're on quite a run. And then New England, New England will be the team to beat. If New England wins tomorrow night, they're the team to beat in the AFC. Hey, Jody, wow. how about this? How about if Tampa, New England, Super Bowl, how big would that be for TV? Uh, who's got it this year? Is it Fox, CBS, or NBC? I don't even know who has uh, it. But... It doesn't really matter because it'll be off the charts. Yeah, that that could be record-setting. You are correct. Well, since you're I... doing CBS, we hope it's CBS. Yeah, I, I'm going to look it up during the next <laughs> break. That's for sure. And if it is CBS, I will make sure to mention it, and we'll mention it every week right up until the Super Bowl if it's leading up to Brady against Belichick, uh, even though they already did play this year and Brady got the better of him again. But Belichick has been almost unbeatable since. Uh, yeah, you're right about Buffalo. If they lose, how much – they're still certainly a uh, wild-card contender. Uh, how much pressure will fall on Sean Mack uh, that he needs to keep that team together, even if you're right, New England gets the uh, the spot as the team to beat in the AFC. Buffalo just needs to buckle down, make sure they make the playoffs. I know it's a letdown because some people thought they were the team to beat in the AFC. Uh, do you think McDermott is the kind of coach who can do that, bring the team back from the brink? I, I think you will. It's all, all going to be on Josh Allen. I mean, the, de- the two defenses tomorrow night are one and two, you know, and it's going to be snow and it's going to be perfect, you know, in all that respect. But Josh Allen, you know, for him to want to be who, who everybody thinks he can be, he's got to win those types of games. He's got to be the dominant guy. He's got to be able to be better than a rookie in that, that type of game. Talk about needing a break, the uh, br- uh, the break and the uh, bye week coming at just the right time. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are the toughest team in the AFC to, to handicap because at times they look great. They had that one segment of the schedule where they're playing a winning team every single week and they're just whipping off win after win after win. They lose to the Jets, who I watched today live. They are not good. They lose to the Texans, who I uh, saw lost again 31 to nothing today to the Colts. They're not good. What what are the Tennessee Titans, Vinny Serrato? Tennessee is good when they can run the football. You know, if if uh, Tannehill's got to be the guy, they're not good enough. If their receivers aren't there, they're not good enough. When Tennessee is good with Henry, they're dominating running the football. They're beating teams up. They're play-action pass, all those types of things. And if they can't do that, that's not the Tennessee Titans. And that's not they're, – they're not going to be there at the end. You know, if Henry comes back, they'll have a chance. Otherwise, they got no shot, Jody. But they won a handful of games against very good teams without uh, Henry. Yeah, catches which up, is, you know, catches up because yeah. you rely so much on that. And then you're counting so much on Tannehill. Just like the Browns, they're trying to say, you know, like with the Ravens last week, you know what, the, the they said that – the Ravens said, Baker Mayfield, you can't win the game. We're going to stop the run game. And you know what? Stefanski helped him out where he didn't run it. And he said, okay, Baker, let's see if you can do it. And he couldn't do it. And I don't think Tannehill can do it either. All right. I was uh, bragging a little earlier on uh, Tua Valoa. A big fan. Loved him in Alabama. Thought he was yeah. going to be a star coming out. Got hurt. That's why Burrow went before him. Uh, Herbert has certainly been outplaying him, even though Tua was drafted before him. 
Tua's ripped off five straight wins now. Now, the Miami defense has also picked it up. They're really pretty pitiful early in the year, and Tua was A, hurt, or B, not as effective. But he's put up five straight very good games in a row, not dominating games in a row, but five very good games in a row. What is the upside of Tua Tungavaloa as a quarterback in the NFL? I think he's got to be surrounded by a bunch of people. Now, Jody, the kid that's playing at Alabama right now, he would go ahead of Mac Jones and Tua if they were all to come out in the same draft. That's How about true. that? I, you know, I don't, I, I don't I disagree that, with that. Yeah, because, I mean, Tua, he's okay. To me, he looks small, plays small, and he needs to have a bunch of people around him, a bunch of things going good. You know, I mean, they dominated the Ravens, and they haven't lost since. I mean, and I think the schedule – Jody, look at their schedule. The schedule has helped them out a ton. Yeah, they've had some winnable games, but a uh, good quarterback goes out and wins them. Not There's uh, Jimmy G today in San Francisco. Uh, look at this guy going into Seattle. Seattle can't beat anybody. And he had a chance to tie the game up, but he didn't. Uh, there is a difference. I think, too, is an upper echelon quarterback, uh, and we'll see if it plays uh, We'll agree way. to disagree. You're, you're not as big a Tua fan. I know. I'm in the minority here. I'm not getting off the Tua train. I jumped on it, and I don't bail too quickly. I'm not stupid enough to stay on it forever. If, it need, if you need bailing, I'll bail with the best. Hey, but hey Jody, let me just say this. How bad did they want Watson? Well, not not that. If they wanted him that bad, that bad, they would have taken him hook, line, and sinker. Rather than say, oh, It would have oh, been way too difficult to take him hook. Uh, you know, if you're not getting any assurances that you get your draft picks back, if he goes to jail or do whatever, you can't do that. Well, I believe the way you asked me the question was how badly did they want him, and my response right. is not badly enough. Because <laughs> if they want him as bad as you're hinting, they would have taken him. They right. did not. They covered their you-know-what, and I would have done the exact same if I were Stephen Ross. Uh, Vinny, uh, last thing before we let you go. How's your son doing? Jody, he had um, he got his uh, clavicle broken, had surgery back in September when they were playing against the U18s. He's a U17 USA, and he just came back after 11 weeks last Thursday. Played his first two games Thursday, Friday, and he'll be back this week. They go to Slovakia a week from Monday, so he's frustrated right now, Jody, because you know you don't want guys get hurt that he expects to be back to normal like. Day one. I said, Charlie, you practice two days, and then you're playing a regular season game. In the NFL, you know, you're practicing for five weeks, playing four regular, you know, exhibition games, and then playing. Just chill out a little bit, you know. But okay. otherwise, he's doing fine. Thank got you. A good, he's got a good attitude that we like to hear. And uh, when is his first college game? Oh, well, he's just a junior in high school. but he's Junior? I thought he was a senior. Games. He's only a junior, and he's already committed? Oh, yeah, he's committed to the University of Michigan, yep. He went to the game last night. To the, oh, he was at the Michigan-Ohio State game. He said it was awesome, Jody. <laughs> well, he's got the amazing blue blood running through his uh, veins already. Oh, That's hey, good Jody, how about this? My other son goes to Penn State. My wife went to Notre Dame. I coached at Notre Dame. You know, so, like, I, I you know, like, if when the other day when Michigan was playing, you know, I was, I had, uh, Michigan shirt on. Then I had to switch to Penn State shirt when they were playing at 3.30. And then Notre Dame was playing that night, so I had to switch to my Notre Dame shirt that night. 
<laughs> well, that's good. You, that, you didn't wear any of them long enough that you had to wash them, so you just put them back in the drawer thereafter. Save your yeah. wife a little work on doing the laundry. Yeah. I don't know uh, what you thought about uh, Kelly, but I'm not a fan. Here's what I said about Kelly last night. And, yeah, if, if you want to beat up on him because he's a carpetbagger, feel free. Right. All other college coaches do the same thing that are as good enough that are on his level. So he's not alone in that way. But anytime you do it, he didn't leave a university and don't have a meeting with the kids. You got to tell him by a text. Of course, you're going to get killed. And you're wrong. But Jody, but- my whole thing is, is he's he's crazy in thinking that he can't win a national championship at Notre Dame. That's his fault. That's his fault because he doesn't want to recruit hard enough. That's the problem with him. He wants to go to LSU you know, and go get those kids, you know, at LSU, fine. You know, but at Notre Dame, he can win a national championship much much quicker than he can at LSU. You think uh, so? All right. Uh, well, they, you, you and I are just – Cody, I've di- done it. Okay. Well, but we're talking about in 2021, not uh, in history. Uh, uh, right relationships. now. I would say uh, you you can get to a championship game quicker at LSU. That's my opinion. So we disagree on that and uh, Tua, which is fine. But see if you agree with me here. I know that he tried to ingratiate himself to the local fan base by giving his first speech at the basketball game. (laughs) And he threw in a little southern twang when he tried to say, my family, which we know he's got no southern in him whatsoever. It was... Right. It was misguided. It was dumb. Uh, Yeah, he's a bit of a phony and a fraud. But some of the people attacking him for that, it was like he committed uh, first-degree murder because he murdered the word family in speaking to his new fan base down there in Louisiana. That's an age-old tradition, Ben, man. People sucking up to their fan base when they get a new job in a new town. So I couldn't believe he got beat up as badly as he did. I laughed at it. I thought it was more funny than anything else. But some people thought it was the biggest offense. They they thought that was worse than what he did to his kids the way he left Notre Dame, which made no sense to me. Yeah, and then, Jody, how about him? He's up in Vancouver, Washington at that kid's house, you know, and he's with the kid for two hours, steps out for 15 minutes, you know, and takes the call, takes the job. And as they're driving down the street, the dad calls him, you know, and says, we've been alerted that, you know, you're taking a job at LSU. I mean, to me, that's the biggest joke. Jody, I, he, Jody here's why I don't like two, – two reasons why I don't like the guy. Two years ago, we're playing in the um, – Notre Dame's playing Michigan, and we have the reunion of the national championship team, and everybody's there. All the guys that we had on the 88 national championship, Lou Holtz, everybody. And I said, Coach, you going over to the pep rally? He said, no. He said he wouldn't let me speak at the pep rally. I said, what? No. And then the other thing, Jody, is, is Charlie, we were there visiting Notre Dame right. probably six weeks ago for Charlie's hockey visit. Notre Dame's practicing on a Sunday against Florida State. And we go out to watch practice, and we have to sit in the stands. We're not allowed to go on the field. He wouldn't come talk to us or nothing. And, it, you know, we had to have a badge on to say who we were and all this stuff. Uh, you know, I texted Coach Holtz. I said, Coach, I said, what the hell is going on? I said, like, I'm a spy? Come on, give me a break. After that, Jody, I was done with him. Well, and uh, your son ended up at Michigan, so Notre yep. Dame missed out on that one, too. 
Very great stuff. Always a pleasure, bud. Glad to hear from you. Keep us in the loop about uh, your son's European hockey escapades. Uh, always love talking to you, Vinny. Thanks, bud. All right, Jody. Anytime, buddy. That is Vinny Serrato, uh, former host here on CBS Sports Radio, has been doing it now for years on 105.7 The Fan down in Baltimore after he said, yeah, I, do I need to work for Dan Snyder anymore? I don't need these kind of headaches. Let me hop on the radio. I'm glad he hopped on with us tonight. All right, Jody Mack coming back. We'll get the phones reopened for the final 30 minutes of the show, 855-212-4227. Now, uh, as far as the tweets go, this happens from time to time on the Shorty Show. I got a couple of decent ones. That's how I would describe them at this point. Decent. I don't know that I've got an out. I know I don't have an outstanding one. I need an outstanding tweet. I want to make you the Mac Daddy tweet of the day. But you got to send it to me. It's it's there for the taking. Get it to me at Jody MacMan J-O-D-Y-M-A-C-M-A-N. We'll come back with more here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.